from There Is a Light by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Hey, Mr. Killer Man, what you gonna do? Me and Mr. Death are going downtown, too. Ain't there one God-fearing citizen about? They're all holed up and they ain't coming out. What about Mr. Preacher to forgive our sins? Not that carrion crow with blood on his chin. And Mr. Politician, can't he lend a hand? He's too busy sucking on the guts of this town. And what about God in this Armageddon? He's all blissed out, man, up in heaven. Ain't there nowhere to run? Ain't there nowhere to go? Ain't there nowhere to run? Ain't there nowhere to go? Yeah, look to the sky, Daddy-O. There is a light that shines over this city tonight. There is a light that shines over this city tonight. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. What are the little kids going to do, man? The little kids are all standing around. What are the kids doing, do you know? They're looking to the sky, Daddy-O. This is Gothic. continues to howl. Blizzard-like snows wash across the bridge behind you, obscuring the view of William, who has just appeared at the manor side of the long bridge connecting the island of Elk Island to the Finger of God lighthouse. You don't quite know how you made it across the rest of the way, but now you are on solid ground again off of the bridge, that bridge that it felt like you were on for so very, very long. But vision is obscured. The wind is cold. The snow bites at your exposed skin. So different now, even though you know it is the afternoon. It feels like dusk at best. What do you do? So, is William still pursuing us across the you bridge? You cannot see through the snow. My heart's, my, my heart's beating so hard, you guys. Was that in character? William's still pursuing us? Do either of you know a way to get down the cliffside? Down the cliff. I untie the rope and I toss it at Jason's feet. Getting down's easy. Safely, preferably, Carl. Uh, uh. What? I, this is insane, says Owl. Golly, I hadn't noticed. I want to turn and, like, slap the case with the book in it out of Jason's hand onto the ground and just say, What did I tell you about this thing? I, I panicked. I reached out to what I thought might be able to help in this situation, and it was almost like it was a beacon. Like I needed to reach out to it, almost as strongly as the lighthouse and the way it swirls around and shines its light on us. That book tore through my head like the light from the lighthouse in my vision at just the right moment. And it was the only thing I could do to save us and get us across. 
I'm not happy about things that are going on in my head right now. Sure. I'll pick up the uh, leather case. Well, we have two things to do, and not enough time to do them in. How much do I feel the book? It's there, lurking. Uh, There's an urge to open the book, uh, like an itch. But, Gigi, you have this too. Mm Mm-hmm. Am I feeling overprotective of it? Are you? Ooh. (laughs) In in a way, there's a part of me that starts to lift my hand to see if I can Jedi mind this thing back into my own hand from Gigi's. But I pause, and I try and fight it for the moment because I know I don't want to turn out like William. And I just, instead, I say, keep that handy. We may need it to keep William from us. That's exactly what I was thinking. Why don't the three of you head down the cliff and take care of what needs to be done, and I'll draw him away. I don't, uh, I don't think I'm going to be heading down any cliff sides, and Owl just taps his leg. How injured was Owl? Oh, he's like, he's majorly screwed up, right? He's not feeling good. Uh, well, I mean, of course, the leg is the old wound, the... The one that he said was a shark. Even though I fear letting it out of my sight, I feel like Owl is the best to handle it, as long as it stays in that case. Owl, do you think you could take it to the top of the lighthouse and return it to the light? Holy hell, man. Like, just let the light absorb it. I, man, Jason, I watched Lord of the Rings. So you're a Sam fan? (laughs) (laughs) Now the difference is, uh, Owl, I can carry it for you. Right. I'm entirely capable. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess. I guess. Sure. William is tied to the book, but William is also tied to whatever else is going on. The light makes its long sweeps around the illumination from that great lamp up in the top of the lighthouse the only thing penetrating the darkness. And in that most recent sweep, you see a figure at the edge of the bridge on your side. Even as you watch the tendrils of smokiness of black ichor goo are pulling back into the body and then standing there, immaculately dressed, untouched by the winds, it seems, is William. Hello, pretties. Hey, William, were you always this ugly? Or do you have to try harder now that you're older? I start walking backwards towards the lighthouse. That's right. Say whatever barbs you will. Yes, I absolutely will. Thank you so much. It doesn't change the fact of where we are. In the end, your soul will be mine. Oh. William's going to open his coat and reveal the blackness within. You see inside of the shadows there, the, the hands, the faces pushing out again against the uh, fabric of William, that of Candace, that of Kit, other faces that were sucked up from the rabbit people. Do you think I'm going to let you escape? To escape with the book? Never. There are more weapons at my disposal than you can imagine. William's going to extend his arms uh, outward and up, and uh, 
watch uh, and, and try and call the key, the creatures below in the sea to start crawling up the lighthouse. Mm, nice. What does that sound like? The creatures or the calling? Yeah, the call. Come to me. Nice. More quickly than might otherwise be hoped for, things start pulling themselves over the side of the finger of God onto this roughly flat plateau at the top where the lighthouse is located. Things that even in the difficult view given to you by the weather, even in the, in the difficult visibility of the weather, you see are just masses of hands. Hands in these twining balls of flesh. And they are covered also in seaweed. And the nails are long. And the flesh is pale. And it is all as if it had been long drowned. As if these are the hands of drowned sailors come up from the depths. But no eyes, no face, no mouth. Just hands and claw nails. And there are many of them. Do run. I always love a good chase. What do you do? I don't know what to do. Well, I, I want to continue moving towards the lighthouse and mocking him. Owl's not far behind uh, Gigi. He is uh, limping backward, weight heavy on his cane after the events of the bridge. Uh, but he is also moving backwards, keeping an eye on William. But also, he has drawn his service revolver now. He pops off a shot at one of the hand things, and nothing, it doesn't recoil or anything, although it is hard to tell in the blowing snow. William, you do not control the book anymore. Leave us. Um, and I'm kind of standing my ground, but I'm also making sure they get a decent enough head start to the, to the door of the lighthouse. Um, that they're backing up towards before mm -hmm. and like slowly watching all of these other creatures like slowly like close in and flank Jason until it just gets to a point where they're just too close and at that point kind of like a neener 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 kind of thing just like whip around with a smile and run back towards them to like try and help get everything back into the lighthouse really quick. Roll escape. <gasps> oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you guys were going to go down the cliff. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> we were, but there's things coming up the cliff. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen, Yeah, fifteen. Eh? That's a nine, not a six. Well, let's see. That is exactly what you need. Oh. Now, let me take a look at my no, attention Wait, points. no. <laughs> Um, they're not high enough. You can't. Uh, you can't do that. Uh, they they're not, not high enough because of reasons. Yeah, they are not currently quite high enough. Although a new creature has entered the fray, so technically, tension points they should have be gone up even higher. Dun, dun, uh, dun. Yeah. Hey, Patrick. On on that note, would I get a survival point for doing the cliche of suggesting we split up the party? Or would I get the survival point for like standing my ground while the others escape? Or did we just do three cliches all in a row? <laughs> what I would like to know is, what is Carl doing during all of this? Uh, Carl's heading towards the lighthouse. I want to do my best to help Owl. Uh, you know, I'll get 
uh, the arm or uh, you know get an arm over my shoulder and see if we can't uh, can't make some time and, and head that direction. The three of you, Owl, Carl, and Gigi, are almost to the steps going up to the door of the lighthouse. Jason waits. Now, not all of the hand things come in for him, and William doesn't move, but it is the hand things rolling across the, the ground. Well, a couple of them roll. One of them scuttles on fingers that dig into the snow that's building up, dragging itself along, leaving a trail of blackish, briny slime. Is that the one that Owl shot? Um, no. Hmm. It's just leaking. Yeah, they all are sort of. <laughs> all of them are sort of doing that, but because they're covered in seaweed and and things from the from the sea depths as well, mud and goo. But there is an opening for Jason to go for, and he leaps for it, grinning, knowing that he has the skills and the ability to do this. Oh dear. I knew you were going to do that as soon as you started talking about how confident Jason felt. But the tension tracker drops by a point. William? Um, William's going to change back into his uh, tentacle creature form and start flying towards uh, Jason. Uh And then with a whooshing of wind, of air, of shadow, William is now right behind you, Jason. As you turn to run, you see him now right in front of you, between you and the lighthouse. You shouldn't have let the others get away, Jason. Now we're all alone. You see your friends there at the door, pounding on the door, pulling at the door, without the keys that are now presumably at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, I wasn't going to go for a door. I was just going to smash a window. Ah, as Owl and Carl are at the door doing that. Gigi moves to the side toward a window. What are you going to try to smash the window with? My elbow. Okay. Go ahead and roll uh, escape. Well, if it's a roll, (laughs) escape, right? Okay. Okay, okay. No, not okay. No, wait, wait, no. And yes, I will give you all a point for splitting up the party. Okay, well, that's something. It's, it's, uh, it's a total of 13. No. Yes. A total of 13, but not... Not 13 on the dice. That, that's what, that was me going, okay, in a hopeful voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good, then. Uh, you smash your elbow into the glass, and with some amount of surprise, uh, it doesn't break. It seems to be made of some sort of bulletproof material. Jesus Christ. To be honest, I wasn't expecting that to be an escape roll. I was going to boxing it, but, you know, okay, I'll you know, pick up a argue rock. That point. Yeah, can I argue that I should have assaulted the glass? You could argue that you should have. Oh. And <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to, um, you know, have something much more potent than even just your fist, you think, to get through this, whatever this thing is made of. Carl, at the door, um, what are you doing? I made it to the door of the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. With Owl on your shoulder. Well, Owl's arm across your shoulder. Does this look like a door I could kick open, or is it like a you know, big metal door? It's a big, heavy door. Yeah. 
and a big lock on it. I'm assuming said lock is actually locked. You try it, the door rattles, but does not open. Uh, I look over at Owl, who's still holding his service revolver, and kind of give him the knowing nod at the door and the lock, and say, uh, you think you can, uh, you think you can pick that lock? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, uh, and give me a roll, uh, Carl, give me a, um, persuade. Not to persuade Owl to do it, but to persuade the door to open. Uh, persuade, okay. Ooh, that's a pretty good roll. Um, well, I mean, it's a, yeah, no, that's pretty good. So that's a, that's 19. <laughs> Owl shoots the door. Pistol uh, sound echoes through the blizzardy afternoon, the darkening afternoon. Jason. Yes? With uh, Williams behind you, there are hand things to either side. I'm still wondering, like, do I feel like I can call on knowledge of the book without having the book in, in my hand? No, you need the book. <sighs> be swift or they will be. I am going to pull out the one remaining, like, hunting knife I have, like, left and get it ready in one hand while I, like, grab, like, a couple of, like, the loose screwdrivers and everything that I grab at the hardware store in my other and just try and, like, swipe my way through as I'm running towards Gigi and Carl and, and Owl and just trying to get to the lighthouse and or the book at this point because now I'm, I'm having a weird feeling that I need that book again. Are you swiping at William or the hand? Whatever is closest to me. William. Yes. Then, yes, I swipe it to the William. All right. That sounds to me like another roll uh, for us here. It sounds to me like you are making an attack, an assault, or are you primarily trying to just do that in order to escape? It's a little bit of both, but I think I'm going to lean towards assault. Is it that anger coming out? Yeah, that's totally some of that anger. And also just knowing now that I pulled out that knife, I, 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 it's something I know. It's, it's, it's the cutting. It's the blade. It's what I know. So I go ahead and use my, uh, my whirlwind of blade specialty and just try and like find that sweet spot, whatever I feel is most detrimental to him, even though I don't know what he is anymore as close as I can to what a human would be. Like going for that jugular or, or an eye or something like that. You see it again in your head, that image of you twisting Skeen's head off, that image of you letting Allison fall, all on you, all because of this, this thing, this thing that represents all of the nastiness, all of the evil, and you become just so enraged that your whirlwind of blades isn't anything even approximating skill or finesse. It is just just lashing out with all the things that you have felt since all of this began, almost since you came to the island in the first place. Unleashing the anger again. Just rip into him. Take a survival point. Take a survival Ooh. point? Yeah, because this is not going to uh, be easy on you, because William isn't just going to take this and <laughs> just standing there. So it is detrimental to you almost in order to, to choose to fight him at this point. But go ahead and roll. 
Is is that what you're trying to say is these are risky rolls? This is a very risky roll. Alright. Yeah. Going on assault then. How why'd you gotta bring up Skeen again, Patrick? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're so mad about it. Oh yeah, I am, and I'm feeling all of the rage right now. Uh nineteen. That'll do it. You rip into him. I'm even going to allow you to take away two of his survival points. Ooh! Ooh. Because he wants to raise attention. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true. And you're just ripping through, and you, like, tear your way all the way through him. <laughs> but you didn't feel flesh and bone as you did so. And as the the essence of William, this, this blackness of the shadow that you encountered once before there on the edge of death, between life and death, there in the breakfast nook of the dead, as you came back from that, you uh, hear the screams of all of those who are trapped here within William, and you just keep slashing your way through it until suddenly you are gasping Covered not in anything physical, but covered in a a miasma of hate and despair and bleak horror. And you come out the other side of William into the snow, staggering, stumbling, um, lurching forward. William, what would you like to do? Um, William's going to return the attack and is going to try and crush Jason with a tentacle. That is an assault, but uh, you have a special move called Deadly. I do have to spend a tension point to activate it, but I choose to do so. So go ahead and roll. Alrighty, um, I got a 19 total. <laughs> Against my protect? That's so high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll do it. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't think there's a lot I can do to change that outcome. Lose the survival? Lose two survival points. Oh, no. All right. Deadly takes away two points. Ouch. Do you have any non-dark survival points remaining? Oh, yeah. You definitely got his attention. Uh, You had it before, if that's what you were going for. (laughs) Are you now running toward the lighthouse as well? Well, did I go through him away from everybody else? So now he's between me and everybody else. There's still hand things around on the plateau coming both for you and for the people at the lighthouse. But uh, there is a clear path from where you are, which you went all the way through William, toward the lighthouse. And now there's a path from you to your friends and family there at the lighthouse itself. Or maybe just family. Well, owl. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Family and FBI agent. (laughs) (laughs) With a look back, uh, I just kind of like, with like this, like with the rage still kind of like boiling in me, I just look back with like a sneerish, like uh, squint eyed, like I said, we control the book, leave us. And I start heading back towards them. (laughs) You don't control the book. The book controls you. Either way, I'm its choice now. I'm going to enjoy watching you be torn apart by it. And you hear this too, Gigi. You hear Jason yell this. And at the door, Owl shot the lock, Carl. 
Do you yank the door open? I do. It doesn't open. Well, that's a bummer. Um, push, push, it's notice- a push door. <laughs> yeah. Do I try pushing the door? <laughs> you push the door, it also doesn't open. <laughs> uh, do I see a particular reason why it's not opening? It appears to still be locked. <laughs> <laughs> but then you hear click inside the locking mechanism, and the door swings toward you, and a bright light, not the light of the, of the lighthouse, but almost a reflected glow of it to an extent, but more the light of a, you know, regular electric <laughs> light glows out from the door, and it does pulse as the light above in the top of the lighthouse itself swings around, and you see a figure there inside, and the figure says, Quick, uh, come in, child, come in. And you know that voice, Carl. Do all of you go in? Yeah. Owl definitely is staggering in. He doesn't even seem to notice the figure yet. He's just trying to get away from all the other things out there. Gigi gives over her bruising of her elbow and at the window and also goes around. Jason, do you go in? I'm rushing. If they're going in and I see this, I'm following right behind with like that swinging motion of grabbing that door and slamming it close behind me. Carl's there in the doorway because he is the only one here who would recognize that voice. But the rest of you see a thin, brown-haired woman with tan skin and sparkling eyes. And, Carl, it's your mother, Rebecca Kane. What? Carl, he, he doesn't necessarily do a double take. It's more of a stare and blink. But he looks down and looks back up because, you know, he struggles to meet his mother's gaze. You know, for some reason, he still feels like a child, uh, just just looking at her and, and seeing her. But he close the door, Carly. You're letting in all the cold. Uh, Carl does kind of scamper in. Um, you know, like once again, somewhat um, not hesitant, but actually at that point, it was obedient. You know, he didn't really have to think about doing it when she said it. He just kind of immediately scampered in, and, and and yes, 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 close the door. And then she turns and looks at Jason. Hello, grandson. Um, uh, okay. Uh, it totally breaks my <laughs> concentration because uh, I was, like, in a total rage. But then all of a sudden it's like, I, I, I want to, like, go into that whole, like, grandma? <laughs> kind of, like, feeling. But at the same time, I'm still, like, confused about what's going on uh, and my role in all of this. Carl gathers his wits a little bit and he looks at her. He says, I, I, I want to ask you how it is that you're here, but somehow I sense that you've always been here. Oh, perhaps to an extent, he says. You know, your father chose me because I was quiet and demure, but, her voice hardens, but demure does not mean that I do not care, and quiet does not mean that I did not learn. As he studied, so could I. Grandchild? Great-grandchild? Great-great-grandchild? I'm not sure, she says to Gigi. Uh, I haven't stopped. I've uh, gone to whichever first piece of heavy-looking furniture and, uh, that I've spotted and tried, I'm trying to move it in front of the door. <laughs> there is a large uh, Victorian settee with a big red velvet cushion on it. 
The inside of this room is a, it looks like a guest room of sorts. It's a one-room lodging, really, a bed against one wall, a uh, sitting area uh, near a, a wood stove, uh, all very nice and neat and brightly lit with a glow coming from everywhere, from Rebecca, from above, from the light that sweeps around at the top of the spiral stairs that lead up and up to the tower, to the lighthouse itself. If that thing out there is black and darkness, are you, Mother, are you the light? I'm not a metaphor, <laughs> Carly. I'm, I'm me. I'm not like, you know, a, some sort of Freudian representation of goodness or anything. I'm, I'm me. I have my flaws. I'm not good or evil, I don't think, and maybe more, maybe more bad ticks to my name than good, given what I let Lazarus do to all of you, all of our children. That's what we're here to undo. I know. Are we safe in here? Um, as I'm kind of like glancing like towards the windows and everything to see if I can see anything of outside. The lighthouse shudders as heavy objects hit it from the outside. Let me in. You can't stop me for long. Only for a time, he says. It's mere stone and wood. It can't last forever, but... Once I'm in there, you all are dead. Then, uh, again, I don't know that William knows that the destruction of this lighthouse is what's important. Mm. The destruction of the lighthouse? Uh, y yes, I, I don't know what you've been told or who told you what. Not enough. Your son slash some other guy that crawled out of him? Yes, that was disturbing. But then, we've seen a lot of other disturbing things tonight. I don't know anything about that either. Do you know anything um, about this? And I motioned to Gigi, like, pointing directly at the case. And I, was, I nod to Gigi and be like, show her. Um, I don't meet Jason's eyes, but I do just, like, lift the, uh... Don't open that. I guess you do know about that, then. Oh, yes. There is the light, and she looks up, and there is the book. I thought you didn't go for metaphors. <laughs> That's because those aren't. <laughs> ah, literal, yes. I suppose they, I suppose they are metaphors of sort. I said I'm not a metaphor child. <laughs> We were hoping the light would destroy the book. It won't. All things will go back to the dead god, he who has fallen. So there's... But that's the trick of it all, isn't it? You see, Lazarus believed before his death that by sacrificing the blood of his son, your brother, Carly, um, Lazaro, that that would allow him to gain the immortality he, th he sought. Lazaro... Uh, before his death, believed that the lighthouse should remain on to give him power to exist beyond death. Uh, they were both right, because that's what it has done for me, too, though I am hardly physical. And she reaches out and touches you, Carl, on the cheek, but then her hand just sort of passes right through you. So you are the light. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not the light, Carly. <laughs> I mean, 
I, I appreciate that you feel of me that way. Oh, the lightest, I should imagine. Having no mass, you therefore would not weigh very much. And I am so sorry that I didn't stand up for you, uh, for all of the children, when you were children, that you felt you had to run away, that you were right. You, you needed to leave. You needed to be elsewhere, and that made you a better person than, than those who stayed on the island. I have watched them now and again. I watched over the years. Anyway, it was the, in their deaths that they learned the truth. The lighthouse is keeping the god from reforming, from being healed. Uh, but what they discovered, what I discovered, all of us discovered after we died, was that, well, those that were not really real, we are memories of ourselves, but we could be sort of real again. Those of us who have been taken into the God, whether by whatever fashion, we, we can become the God. So he wants to destroy the lighthouse. Uh, to allow the healing to complete and for the dead god to live again with his own consciousness at the helm. Both of them think that this can happen, but there is the light and there is the book and the light there is a pure connection to the whole that is the dead god. It, it taps into the god's power, but it keeps him from being reborn as something new. That rebirth is going to happen, but What's important is the balance. The book has taken many, and she looks at it, and she looks at Gigi, and she looks long at Jason. <laughs> it has tainted those with its darkness, or it has chosen those with a darkness inside of them and taken it into himself. That's what William is. William is the book now. I hold the book a little away from my body. <laughs> <laughs> And, well, the thing is, the balance is still there. It's, it's shifted toward evil and hate, but it can still be shifted the other way. The, the Lumi, the shamans who, they began this when they gave themselves to the essence of the god at the birth of this island. I don't know if you've seen the things that I've seen, the cave with the chanting and the rituals. That's what that was. Jason closes his eyes and like hides his face a little bit as he like lowers his head. They weren't worshiping it. They weren't summoning it. They weren't trying to use its power. They wanted to heal it, to heal the pain that it felt in death. They wanted to make it something more. And over the years, more has been taken into the essence of the god. Good people, scheme, others. I know some things that have happened outside of the lighthouse, it's true. But, well, the balance now is a very fine one. When this god rises and returns to the stars from whence it came, will it be a good god, or will it rain destruction down upon the worlds it finds. The choice needs to be made tonight. In William, the book has its most powerful avatar that I, know, that I have ever known of, including Lazaro and Lazarus himself, who wrote it. Let's hear it now. 
Yours won't hold long. As soon as I'm in there, I'm going to tear your souls from your frail little bodies and torment them until the sun explodes. He will continue to subsume the darkest souls, and when the god rises, it will rise dark and vengeful. And whether he knows it or not, he could bring this lighthouse down, and it would be too late because the balance is still in the wrong direction. So how do we fix it? You know how to fix it. I beg your pardon, but we really don't. Are you suggesting we sacrifice pure people to the god? Not pure, just good. Those who try to do more good than ill in their lives. We are none of us great, wonderful people who never do wrong. There's no such thing as pure of heart. But those who choose every day to fight for the things that are right, this is a sacrifice, and I do not wish to ask it of you, but we draw close. Tara look over at Owl and say, We need a shaman. Do you know the ritual? Um, I... Uh, I don't... I don't... Maybe? Maybe. Is the ritual in the book? Jason, says your grandmother, you've got to let it go. Everything it whispers to you, all the power that it offers, everything that it offers is a lie. You have surely felt that. You have surely come to see that. And that's why I want to feed the damn thing to the light. It's all part of the being that is below us just like each of us. But to shift the balance, we have to want to do better. Owl goes, There are rituals. Uh, we'd, need, we'd need someplace close to this god, or, and he looks up, or access to it. And she says, And once it's done, the lighthouse has to come down. It has to all happen tonight before William can bring more darkness into that deity. How do we bring the lighthouse down? Well, interestingly enough, <laughs> Lazaro often had competing theories. <laughs> he was a tortured individual, but sometimes he did try. Sometimes he did get flashes of goodness in him. There is, uh, in the basement of this lighthouse, a cache of nitroglycerin that fills the entire room. It's left over from uh, my husband's mining days. Well, that's sure to be remarkably stable by now. Indeed. And I'm not sure that the pounding on the walls here won't set it off. It's slumbered there for years since Lazaro moved it all there from the house. And she looks at you, Gigi. Do you understand now? I don't know, but frankly, I don't think we'll make that much of a difference. Have you not seen all the difference you've made here on the island so far? Yes, I've gotten my cousin, the best member of our family, killed. I turn away from Jason. You showed her wonders. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, being pursued through the house by um, a murderous... Octopus Man is no, really amazing. No, Gigi. Wonders in you. 
How did you come to this island? Who was that hard-drinking, sarcastic, snarky woman who came here? And what did Allison make of you? (sighs) Carl, my son, you have lived a long life away from this island. You have always deserved better than this island. I will not blame any of you for walking away from this. I will make it happen if I can. Use whatever power I have from my knowledge of the spells, the incantations, the things that aren't the book that Lazarus collected, that Lazaro collected, the things that I have read, both dead and alive. I will try to get you away if that is your choice. I do believe leaving was the best thing. But now, this is why I came back. I didn't know it. It seems so long ago, standing on that pier, wondering why I was coming back here, even though it hasn't been that long at all, really. But now I know why. And this is it. Why I left. I don't know if you had that kind of foresight or not, but let's end this here. Grandson, do you choose the book? Do you choose the light? Do you choose a life that you deserve out there in the world? I choose to end all this madness. I don't know anything about this family. I know less about what is really going on in this island. But if there's a ritual that needs to be completed to stop this, I'm in. Gigi? You know, coming to this island, I knew I wasn't going to go back. I sold almost everything I owned, and um, no matter what happened, uh, you know, it was going to be the start of a new life anyway, Uh, but um, if it'll stick it to William, I'll do whatever it takes to stick it to William. She smiled, and she turns to Owl and says, what about you, FBI man? And Owl goes, well... their family. Somebody's got to set off the nitro. I was going to do that. (laughs) Hey, I can head back out (laughs) over there. Oh yeah, it's with all the hand creatures. You'll you'll be fine, I'm sure. I'm sure I can outrun them. And he laughs. You are the mojo man, though, Owl. If anybody can help us in this ritual, it is. I'm leaning towards you. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, then, I guess, uh, I guess, Gigi, you get the big bang. I straighten a little bit. (sighs) I've always dreamed of blowing something up. What else can we expect to face? Are we going to see Lazaro again? Are we going to have to deal with your husband? Horrors beyond comprehension. All in a day's work. Rebecca says, climb the stairs. Try the ritual. I think the light will just take you anyway, but maybe it needs something else, something more. That I'm not sure of, but that ritual, if you know it, FBI man, then that will help, I think. The right words, the right connections. We need you at least for the start of the ritual, though, Gigi. Oh, okay. Yes, I'll um, <clears throat> practice up on my lower ipsum. I, th- I think it's more about our blood than the words oh. that are spoken. Of cor- yes, of course. This seems to be a blood-related thing. Hmm. Isn't that what family's all about? 
There's a lot of Cain blood spilled on the bones of this god, it is true. And is that going to continue to give power after this is done? When this is done, a new god will rise into the stars. Well, whatever it is, I hope it doesn't get my um, retail experience. Because then it won't be good for sure. Let's go. Al can't help but snort a laugh. And Jason just shakes his head. <laughs> and you climb the spiral stairs to the light above. There, that great lamp swings around. And you all feel it pulling at you. Carl, you more than the others. It sweeps around you, and you had thought, based on the things that you had heard so far, that it would just take you. But it does not. You feel it. You, you feel now the connection. You can almost see the line of connectivity that goes down the light, down through the core of the lighthouse, down through the finger of God. That stone that juts up here off the coast of Elk Island, split away from island and deity so long before, down to that cavern down below, where there the bones of your father rest, having crawled, reaching out toward the calcified bones of the dead god itself. You see all of that. You see more of the hand creatures roiling about down there and know that you all would never have survived an attempt to get to that hand, that larger hand, the one that those smaller ones are memories of, echoes of. The rest of you feel a pull as well, but it's a pull not on your bodies, but on something within you. Not a soul, really, but a sense of being, a sense of self, a, a consciousness within you that goes beyond that voice in your head that you think of as you. And Al goes, damn it, I don't know Lumi rituals. FBI sent me out here to be, you know, the native guy. You know, because I could talk to the locals, not the same <laughs> tribe. <laughs> uh, but I know, I know some Navajo. I know some other things. Everybody stand around the light, and I will begin. Once you, you will feel it. You will feel the pull. Gigi, if you're going to make a go for the nitro, that's when you need to do it, or else you will be pulled in too, and then we'll just have to hope. That William brings the house down. And he looks around at everybody and, and goes, <sighs> I'm going to leave. I'm going to uh, put, put the book down up here so I don't uh, carry it with me when I go back down. Is this, I don't want to say it. Is this a trick? Owl says. After the week we've had, I half suspect everything to be a trick. How could we know? How could we be sure? Could we? He says, oh, man, outside snow beats against the windows. The room is warm, the light heating it up, the windows are fogged, 
You take places in a circle around the light. You feel it pulling at you, but you don't feel that connection yet. Not the connection that Carl already feels. I draw a little smiley face in the fog of the window behind me before I take up my position. <laughs> Owl begins to speak. He doesn't chant. He doesn't make any strange motions with his hands. He doesn't dance around. He just starts speaking, almost like spoken word poetry, but you don't understand the words. And the light brightens, it seems. It's already so bright that you can't hardly look at it as it swings around. passing over each of you, and you each relive all of those moments of your lives, speeding through them up until they begin to slow as you get closer to the present, the events of the island slowing down, reliving them once more, all the things you did right, all the mistakes you made, uh, the words you said, everything all comes back. But Jason. You see now that, you know, those things you did, at least the least scheme, is not on you. You didn't, you said it before, but you didn't really believe it when you were talking to Skeen. But now you see it. You understand that you were not possessed by, but overcome by that negativity that has been infused into this dead god. And you also begin to understand that there is no previous consciousness there, that the memory that is there is of human memory. It's of humans seeing alien things and trying to comprehend them, things that felt alien to you when you experienced them as memories, but, but that these all are are human thoughts, human imaginations, human things that are going into the makeup of this this being, this deity that has fallen from some unknown place, some unknown reason, and some unknown time so long ago that all these this landscape around seems natural. And Gigi, you see your life, but what you see most are those times, not necessarily even the ones that we had on camera here, but those times with Allison, with Jason, even with, uh, definitely with older Carl, laughing around a table as you chatted, or having a drink, or all those things that were pleasant and happy about this time here on the island. And you understand that maybe in some way, this is a gift being given to you by Owl, maybe by Rebecca. Maybe it's just a side effect, but it is what it is. It is there for you to take how you will, and then you feel that click, that connection leading all the way down to that cave where the bones of Lazarus Cain Sr. reach out, but do not touch the bones of the dead god. Uh, when I feel it, I turn... I don't look at any of them, and I, I just turn and sprint down the stairs. Jason would notice this and be like, Gigi, 
Like, as she gets right to the edge of the stairs. What? <laughs> I think we're going to need to send the book with this. Fine! I stomp back up the stairs and snatch the book and run back down. <laughs> Gigi sprints down the stairs, stumbling, running. Carl, you feel the connection. Jason, you do too. What Owl feels or doesn't, you have no idea. There's that click. There's a pulling as something is pulled from within you, as something is joining that light as it sweeps around. Gigi, you no longer know what's going on with them up there. Mm -hmm. Now you are focused on your own task. Mm -hmm. You run down the stairs into that uh, guest room area. Rebecca's no longer there. You don't know what that means, if anything. You look around and you spot the trap door that must lead into the lower sections. You see it, you run to it, and at just that moment, and maybe it's now at the weakening moment when. The upstairs, the figures slump to the floor of the lamp room. The door bursts open, and standing there is William. Cousin! I want to fling open the trap door. No need to do anything rash. I will let you all go. All you have to do is come here and give me the book. Uh, flip him a double bird and uh, jump down. You don't know what you expected when you jumped down, but maybe it was a room filled with crates and crates of <laughs> nitroglycerin even underneath the uh, the ladder. In any case, roll one last roll. Yeah. Whatever you want to roll. Whatever I want. Hmm. <laughs> hey guys, guess what I rolled on the dice? Did you it's really a, roll a 13? It's a <laughs> it's a oh, no. Um, no. <laughs> but my highest stat is uh, a six, so it's going to be a 19 total, but it is a 13 on a die. <laughs> That's not true. My highest stat is eight if I use my boxing ability to jump down a hole. <laughs> and as you re jump down into the hole... I can re-roll. I, I spent a survival point to re-roll. I have those. I can do that. That still doesn't change the fact that the tension did just go up from that. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to go ahead and plug the tension on up to 15 there. Okay. All right. It's <laughs> it's a uh, it's a it's a 12 this time. But if I use whatever stat I want, <laughs> which is a plus eight, it's a total of 20. <laughs> and the last thing Gigi knows, as Gigi anyway, is light and pressure and Perhaps, just maybe, one glimpse of the expression on William's face. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Up in the top of the lighthouse, all the memories I got of Allison, I tried to, like, cling to. But literally the moment that I felt like it was time to run down the staircase, all of those went away again, and all I was focused on was, was stopping William. And I'm clutching that book to my chest and just grinning upwards. No! I'd like to think that as this happens, you see a tear 
falling down Jason's cheek as he's trying to hold on to those good memories he had, that little bit of time he was able to spend with his half-sibling Skeen, as well as his newfound family, Gigi, Carl, and even Allison. And maybe, like, as everything explodes, that teardrop just leaves his chin. What about Carl? What's Carl's last thought? As all this kind of happens, you know, in slow motion, but yet at the same time so fast, all Carl can look at are all the people that are there already, the ones that he knows, the ones that he doesn't. He kind of looks at the, the ones that are more light, looks at the ones that are more dark, and while he sees that the ones that are, that are light, there are more. They're, they're the greater number. He knows that the darkness is still there. So although he knows that in some ways this is the end, in some ways this is also the beginning, because there's, there's always going to be that darkness, and it'll, we'll have to continue to fight it. Whatever new form Carl is going to take, or new form he's going to be a part of, he knows that that's why he's here. And, uh, and that kind of makes him happy. And uh, he knows that this, this is indeed a good ending. And the lighthouse explodes. Cain blood connects the head and the hand. Cain souls connect the head and the hand. The light is extinguished. The body heals. Elk Island shudders. No one saw what rose from the island that day. No one knows what truly happened. Almost no one. A fishing boat, riding out the wave storm that followed the upheaval, caught something unexpected in its nets the day after the cataclysm. Is it a mermaid? Jokes one of the crew when they see the shape. Corpse more like, says another. They haul in the net beneath an ironically crisp blue sky and unroll the tangle of weeds and rope. There comes a collective gasp. Oh, it is, lordy. Then the body coughs up a lungful of water and gulps for air. The captain of the fishing boat quickly kneels at the woman's side, for it is the body of a woman, battered and bruised by the sea, but unbeaten. By the saints, girl, are you alive? Just. Comes the wheezing answer. For when the island had come down, she had swum like she had never swum before. And it felt as though she had swum for days. Oh, man. Take me to someone. What happened isn't what you think happened. Are you okay, miss? Do you know who you are? Barely able to lift her arm, she brushes the wet hair out of her eyes. Yes. Yes, I know who I am. She takes a deeper, cleaner breath. My name is, uh... Allison. Oh, and get this, dude. I have a half-sibling. Their name is Skeen, and they seem like good people. They have a very fun energy and personality. Rides a motorcycle? For now. For real, though, dude, it's all legit. They had all of the birth certificates and adoption documents, which I found out about when I was signing the paperwork for a lighthouse. Dude, a lighthouse. And a hundred k a year to care for it. I mean, it's a lot of paperwork but everything looks like it's on the level. Slept poorly. Not unusual before a trip, but I dreamed of long hallways and white lights. There was a stick of chalk in my hand. I remember the feel of it as I drew my formula. 
Then it snapped and crumbled and left white streaks on my clothes. I tore off my shoes and socks until I stood barefoot on the tile. It was freezing to the touch and hurt my feet, but I ran on it anyway. I was trying to catch up to the others. We were searching for a protected place where we would be safe, a sanctuary of some kind, but it kept scattering fractally into abstract concepts where we couldn't get to it. I can't see the island through the fog, but I can feel it, like a chill in my bones. I let a wave of fear pass me by as I stand and remember my full life. The life I had because I chose not to board this ferry. Maybe it's a mistake now, but hopefully, hopefully I'm finally ready. In Macon, Missouri, in the library of The House, the hunters appear in the now old sending circle, still smoking, dazed. Then a figure steps out of the shadows. Cool. The divination spells worked this time. Wasn't sure how many more times I was going to have to break in here, says Haven Harrow. In the light cast by a pale moon shining through the dirty, broken windows of the library, you see that she looks harder than she used to. Older. She's wearing camo military fatigues and a black sweatshirt with Miskatonic U emblazoned on the front. About time you got back. Turns out the Nix Collective were the ones in the mines. Big shocker, huh? Anyway, they've managed to accidentally release one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and we need to put it back in the bottle it came from. Haven kicks a duffel bag filled with gear into the center of the room. Welcome to 2020, Burks. You'll need to wear a mask. <laughs> the Gothic Podcast is an actual play audio drama produced by C. Patrick Nagel. Season 2 of The Gothic Podcast uses rules from the Monster of the Week RPG by Michael Sands and the Dead of Night RPG by Steam Power Publishing. Theme music is by Zoe Hovland, with cover artwork by Jared George Art. Look us up by name on all the social medias, or email us at thegothicpodcast at gmail.com. Support for The Gothic Podcast comes from you, our listeners, so please rate, review, and share. And check out our Patreon page, too. This episode stars C. Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery Lafournaise, Jesse Baldwin, and Richard Southerd, with special guest voices by Isaac Sutherland of the Strangers in the Pines podcast, and me, Kirsten Valerie. Cheers! All right, Sojourners, thanks for joining us in the dark. Next time will be our Season 2 retrospective. Come join us for that, too. We'll see you then. This is the Gothic Podcast. stop recording now. I don't want to stop. My echoes are becoming more malleable. Perhaps I will be able to find and eliminate these interlopers in the next book.